Headliner Radio, the creative voice. We're welcoming Australian singer-songwriter Amy Shark onto the show today. So welcome, Amy. How are you today? I'm really well. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. And what time is it over there? Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Which is, eight o'clock. Um, it's fine. This is a good time. Not too bad. I suppose you do a lot of these interviews at um, different times for you. If you're doing interviews in um, in uh, England or America, right? I do. Yeah, I think um, I actually prefer. It. I'd, I'd rather do an interview now than like it, you know, really early in the morning. So this is fun. What time is it for you? It's nine here. You're probably a lot more awake than I am because I haven't had my first uh, tea or coffee yet. Woof. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really awake. <laughs> so bear with me, bear with me, Amy. Um, <laughs> no, you're good. Um, so just to kick off, so how has this year been for you? I mean, it's been crazy for everyone, but, you know, in particular artists, because, you know, touring is such a big part and performing, isn't it, of everything. So what, what's been going on for you? Have you had loads of stuff rescheduled? What have you been doing to keep busy? Uh, like, where do you start with this year? I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think especially because the year started of um, with me playing probably one of the, the biggest shows I've ever played to, which was our firefight sort of festival when we had the bushfires. Right, and yeah. I played to about 70,000 people in a stadium. And then it wasn't long after that COVID hit. So um, so then, you know, it's, it's been up until now, I guess, n- no shows and a lot of rescheduling. And um, I guess if I'm going to try to find a positive, I um, – I got to spend a lot of time on this album because the album was pretty much done. So I got, I got to really sit with it. Uh, I built a studio in my house so um, I could kind of finesse it. I had the time <laughs> up my sleeve mm-hmm. to um, finesse it the, the way I wanted it. And I didn't have that time on the last album. So um, yeah, but I mean, you know, the world was a really sick place for a while there and I'm, I'm, I'm like everyone else. I just want it to get better, but, um, considering it's been such a weird, crappy year, I think I've actually come out okay. <laughs> yeah, I think you have. And um, yeah, just thinking back to the to the bushfires earlier this year, I mean, we didn't know the year could even get worse than that. It's just been mad, hasn't it? What was the, the concert like that raised money for that? It was incredible. I, I mean, I don't think I've seen anything like it. I, I, I remember watching that Live Aid where Queen played um, years ago when I was like a little girl and my parents like played it to me. Um, and it, I was obsessed with it because I love Free Mercury. And um, and then I feel like this felt really, it felt really similar. It just had that, I don't know, that, that feeling inside that stadium of like our country was literally on fire and everyone was, you know, just hurting. And um, yeah, I don't know, it just felt really special. Mm, I mean, just watching from the other side of the world, from everyone, it was just absolutely horrific. The images and the videos and the people displaced, the koalas. I mean, it was just like watching a, a disaster film or something. It must have been horrifying. I know. I know. The, the sky was just constantly grey and the heat was just, I don't know, everyone was just breathing in this dirty air and it was it was horrible. It was, I'm sure there'll be some major films <laughs> made out of that, what happened. Yeah, I'm sure there will. Uh, was it okay sort of near where you're living though? Because I know some areas were um, not in the path of danger, weren't they? Yeah, the Gold Coast was um, pretty pretty well fine. So um, it was mainly just Sydney and a lot of Melbourne um, sort of regional areas. But I guess, um, you know, being a musician, a lot of musicians put their hand up to go and, and help and, um, and then try and, 
try and play some little concerts just to get the vibe up a little bit in these towns. So I got to see a lot of the destruction, I guess. Mm, okay, well, glad that's behind us and hopefully on to more positive things next year. Fingers crossed. I'm touching wood and crossing my fingers at the same time. I know you can't <laughs> see that, but, you know, it, it all helps. Um, so will we go back just a little bit for any of our listeners that um, maybe don't know much about your background? Just um, So from a young age, did you always know that you wanted to do something with music? Were you really into performing as a kid and listening to maybe the music your parents were listening to, that kind of thing? Yeah, I was... Um I really loved acting as before, before, you know, even the thought of being a musician or playing an instrument or anything, I just wanted to be an actress. And, um, I think my nan used to play a lot of the Rogers and Haberstein, um, musicals. So like I was singing all these like musical show tunes before any other sort of like Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star or anything, I kind of knew the soundtrack to Oklahoma. So um, <laughs> I guess I always loved performing and um, loved, being, loved that rush on stage. Even I remember being at, uh, like, you know, in preschool, like, you know, before, before I even started school, being in little plays and, and loving it, like loving just acting and making people laugh. Or um, So I think I just, I just built from there. I, I did a lot of drama at and um, loved a lot of sort of Shakespeare stuff and and then I guess like every other like everyone when you become a teenager you start you know brooding <laughs> the, the world hates me and I hate it I hate it you know so um, I went through a bit of a punk stage and my parents listened to really cool stuff um, you know they always had like Smashing Pumpkins or The Police or Pearl Jam Silverchair sort of playing so I I guess I grew up listening to really different voices and quite melancholy songs. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It was a really strange transition. I just, um, all I remember is my grandparents really wanted me to play an instrument and, um, piano seemed a little boring and I had like two lessons on guitar and I didn't have the patience. I just, you know, I didn't want to put the time in. I just wanted to hang out with my friends and, and then I remember my brother took lessons too and he kind of stuck with it and they ended up buying him an electric guitar. And I was like, well, shit, I want a guitar. And um, <laughs> so they're like, well, you have to take the lessons. So I went back to the lessons just so I could get a guitar. And then... Um, you couldn't let him get a better present either. It. That wouldn't be right. No, well, yeah. I just was like, this is this is just not happening to me. Um, so yeah, I, I and then I don't know. Once I got my guitar, once I, they got me a guitar, I had a few more lessons, and I kind of learnt what I needed to learn. And then I was just addicted. Like I just played every night, every morning before school, and um, yeah, I guess just the I, I started writing silly little poems. And then once I got better, because I never used to think I'd ever be able to actually play guitar. And then actually, I started, you know, getting okay at guitar. And then I thought, there's no way I'm going to be able to sing and play guitar. Like, that's crazy. Like, that's, like, for really, really talented people. And um, and I just was obsessed with it without knowing. I didn't even, it's not like I was, like, wanting to be a musician. I just wanted to play guitar in bands or whatever. And then over time, I just started singing. And I guess I, I remember trying to get, um, trying to explain to the singer in this band that I was in the melody idea that I had. And she just wasn't really getting it. And she's like, just show me how you would do it. And and I showed her and she was like, you sound good. Like you should sing with me. And I was like, ah, no, I don't know. And I don't know, just over time, 
I kind of just started. <laughs> just gave into the singing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. And uh, so is that sort of guitar-based music, maybe indie rock, that side of music, more what you've been drawn to and always wanted to make yourself? Yeah, I've always loved, I don't know, really honest and sad and kind of alternative stuff, I guess. Like, um, you know, I was like every other girl. I love the Spice Girls and Backstreet Boys and all that stuff. But um, I remember it was it was high school, you know, and I, I was hanging around a couple of girls that had older brothers and I guess they were like introduced to like Metallica and a whole bunch of goth stuff like Perfect Circle and yeah, Tool and yeah. like, I don't know. And then I kind of just like, that's the, that's who I was hanging around. And so it, it was like that time where I was like a sponge and I, I, I was also learning guitar and I don't know, I just, it stuck with me. I just always loved trying to find voices that weren't perfect. And as much as I love getting down to Mariah Carey and Beyonce, um, I like, I love that stuff, but I, I was always trying to find something really different and just something very real and yeah I don't know that's just that's kind of and that's I guess that's why I'm trying to be the artist that I am at the moment Mm, exactly and uh by the end of 2013 so you started using this stage name Amy Shark obviously because I read that Jaws is your favorite film so I love that so why did you decide to (laughs) go for this stage name over your actual name was it just catchier or something well, there were, you know, I'd been doing this for a minute and I was pretty much, <laughs> yeah. look, I'd given up. Like I was like, okay, it's time to refocus my, um, <clears throat> my life goals here. Cause not, no one's giving me a break, but, um, I had a few names and then I had my family name, I guess. And then, um, it, I, I experienced like just people just finding me, um, and, and finding my family and everything. And, and that was at a not, not even a big level of being a musician, you know? So I guess when I was giving it another go, I was like, I want an alias and I don't, I don't want to be associated with my family when it comes to my music, you know, it's my art and it's like, it just, then I feel free to write about whatever crazy shit I want to write about. So, um, so yeah, yeah, I guess it was that it was like just having that separation from, from the family name. And, um, also when I wrote shark down, it just sounded like edgy and bold and, um, I don't know. And then the fact that Jaws is my favorite movie, it's just, it just all looked really cool to me. Mm, Nice time. Well, and it worked for Lana Del Rey. So where did that come, where did her name come from? I, haven't I read don't know that. where her name comes from. Her real name's Lizzie Grant or Elizabeth Grant, I'm guessing. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess a lot of people sort of do that. Yeah, it's all good. And um, so then, obviously, um, you did start to get noticed, whether it's from your name or your music or a combination of both. Who knows? Um, and then you released your self-produced single, Golden Fleece, in 2015, wasn't it? And that won Pop Song of the Year in, at the Queensland Music Festival in 2016. And then you were on a tour and then you received a grant from your local council, didn't you? So that allowed you to work with more popular producers. So what was that period oh, of your whoa. life like? You've really done your research. I really have, <laughs> like, yeah. Wow, you, you're like a better interview than people from my hometown. Like, you know me better than most people here. Oh, I went um, in on Wikipedia, Amy. I went in. <laughs> yeah, right. You've just done your research. Um Yes. So yeah, it was like, um, I don't know, no one really knows like how, 
important that that little sort of um, Queensland award was to me because that was literally the first time I'd ever been recognised for doing anything good because I just, you know, when you don't get any recognition for so long and, and you just start actually thinking maybe I'm maybe I'm not that good, like maybe I'm pretty average at, you know, writing songs, but that was really important to me, that award, because then I, I just got this new fire inside to just keep kind of going. Not, not really, I wasn't really hassling people. I wasn't, didn't have a big plan. I just um, wanted to, to keep going. And I guess my last sort of push and th- something that I hadn't done yet was record a song with an actual, you know, uh, uh, professional producer. I kind of had a lot of um, friends help me out. And to do that, I needed money and I had no money because I'd spent all mine and I'd spent all my boyfriends on music. And so I had to, uh, yeah, I had to apply for like a government grant. And even that, like I didn't get it the first two times and I had to go back again and it was just soul destroying to write this grant out again. Mm. And then I got it. And then, you know, I used it on a song that broke me into the industry so it's kind of a bit of a fairy tale actually yeah definitely and well it paid off I know filling out that form must have been one very boring and tedious but also oh, a yeah. bit soul destroying <laughs> but at the same time you've already done it but I mean it did get you there in the end didn't it yeah it did yeah exactly <laughs> I, would, I would definitely do it over again yeah and um and then you kind of just went on from there didn't you so your single adore in 2016 that peaked at number three on the aria singles chart went five times platinum so that must have really changed your life at that point yeah it was pretty crazy um it everything was just like going 100 miles an hour um and you know, just getting told that, like, because I held on to my job for dear life because I just didn't trust anyone. And then, you know, I'm going to, like, New York and L.A., meeting these major labels. And um, and then once I signed, then I felt like I was straight into doing the late shows. And it was crazy. Like, it was such a, it was such a time in my life. Yeah, madness. And um, I saw as well recently you said it took you all day to comprehend that you had won eight ARIA awards in just four years. So um, is that still sinking in for you now? It's still really weird because because ARIA awards were a bit different this year and I felt so, I don't know, I went in really relaxed. Like I didn't, and, and I definitely had no expectations in winning. This was kind of like, I don't really release one song this year. So it's like, I'm going in just for the free booze and, and canapes. I'm not <laughs> going to win anything. And, um, and then, so yeah, when I, when I won too, I was like, what? Like, and then, um, all night people saying, how many have you won now? And, and once I went through it, I was like, I've won eight. Like I've won eight, uh, like Australian mm-hmm. music awards, which is, you know, the award show that I've grown up watching, worshipping the show. And, um, yeah, it's so weird. It's still weird. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it sounds like it's definitely still sinking in for you, I think. Um, what do you think <laughs> yeah. your younger self would have thought if you could have somehow looked ahead and seen that this is all in store? Uh, I Honestly, I, I don't think I'd believe it. I, well, even if I saw it with my own eyes, I'd still question if it was like, you know, superimposed because <laughs> yeah. it's just so, it's so random. Like, it's like you know, if people knew how much that I was ready to just, you know, be okay with not being a musician, you know, and when I think, oh, I'm, imagine, you know, that movie Sliding Doors, just like mm. if I'd just done something different, I just wouldn't 
there would be no Amy Shark. And it's like, and it's just funny. Like, I mean, people, not everyone even knows who I am, but I, I think of the fans that I do have. And I think, wow, they wouldn't even know me. Like, they wouldn't even know these songs. It's just, yeah. It really blows my mind. What do you think you would have been doing if you went uh, on sliding doors kind of thing, uh, did a different career? I think I'd be, do- well, I actually was semi-starting a, a business um, with a friend at the time when a door was blowing up. Um, we were doing a lot of film stuff and I was shooting a lot of corporate things for people and editing some music videos for some small bands and was just going to do, you know, um, just just sort of go out on my own and, and do a bunch of sort of video content stuff. So I think I'd be doing that. I okay. think I'd be in the film world somewhere. Mm, still be creative, I suppose. That's cool. Um, yeah. Obviously, today, so we're here to talk about, so you've just released your new single, Come On, featuring Blink-182 drummer Travis Barker, which is the first single from your sophomore album, which is set for release in April 2021. So, um, obviously, you've talked a lot about your musical inspirations. I'm guessing you loved Blink-182 um, as a teenager or a kid. So, um, how did you come to actually work with Travis on this? Um, well, it was pretty easy actually. Like I, I met, well, I, I worked with Mark Hoppus already, um, on a song called Psycho on Love Monster. And then I guess word spreads and, um, I got a, a Twitter message from Travis saying, Hey, I love what you're doing. Heard your song with Mark. Um, if you ever want to collaborate, hit me up. So, you know, I was like, Oh, that's amazing. So I kind of knew I had that in, you know, I guess I had that card in my back pocket ready to play. Um, but, you know, I've learned with these big ballers, <laughs> you need to um, you need to do it very professionally. You need to be organized and you, they don't have time to mess around. So you just got to make sure when you call upon them, you're ready for it. And I just wanted to wait for the right uh, song, I guess. And then, you know, when we were recording Come On, it was just, it was just such a no-brainer when, when, you know, we thought, how good would Travis sound on this? And I, yeah, I just, I text him and I said, Hey, I have a song I'm working on right now. And, um, you know, I'd love you to play on it. And I sent it to him. And then within like a few hours, he was like, I love this song. Um, thank you so much for thinking of me and I'll get you some, like, you know, send me the stems and I'll, I'll send you some beats back. So it, it happened very easily, which is nice. That's nice. I'm pretty sure you've just reminded me that What's My Age Again was one of the first singles I ever bought, I think. Um, just getting oh, really? the flashback there. Yeah. I can see the video as well. I'm picturing, I think they're running around naked or something, as they did often. That's, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was <laughs> such a good video. That so was crazy. Um, so what, um, what inspired this track then uh, with Come On? What's the story behind it? Um, well, it's, it's probably like a, it sets the tone for, um, you know, a strong percent of the album, um, which is just my current life, I guess, at the moment. And, um, it's pretty, it's pretty hard, you know, when you go from just being a normal sort of, you know, pedestrian Amy to to Amy Shark, the last three years have been a real big change for me, um, in just people and, and managing different personalities and, you know, some friends change and family lets you down. And, and you, and you also feel like you, um, you need to keep in check with yourself because with so much success so quick, um, it's easy to just want more and more and keep going and keep going. And, and I guess, come on one night I was, you know, 
had a, gone through a lot of things and, and we don't artists don't usually like talking about the bad times because if you sound super ungrateful and no one believes you like all my friends are just like oh Amy you're living like the you've got the dream life and you've got this and that and it's like yeah no I'm not I know I, I'm not complaining about that but 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 it's not all champagne popping all the time there's some heavy stuff I gotta deal with um and a lot of emotional ups and downs but um and I guess that's what come on is it's just like you know give me a chance because I'm just trying and I'm super, super normal. It's not like I've got a superpower and, um, you know, it's, yeah, I, I kind of, I feel like I let a lot of people in on this next album in a lot of songs and it's nice to have a album that's so current and, you know, just, just where I'm at now, whereas Love Monster, I feel like, you know, there were a lot of songs from the past and a lot of stories from the past and, don't get me wrong, a lot of stories from the past creep into this album as well, but majority is pretty current. Okay. And you said um, you let people in a little bit more on the album that's going to be out next year. So has has your songwriting, do you think, changed a little bit over the years? Uh, I think it's like anything where if you do it enough, you get you just, if you do anything enough, you get better at it. And um, I feel like I'm just, getting better at, at knowing, you know, what I want to share and how to articulate it. And, and, you know, I'm taking a bit sort of riskier melody moves and, and I don't know. I mean, I'm always going to be a bit biased and say that, you know, it's, it's a very strong piece of work, I think, but um, I'm also just trying to chill out on this one and not, you know, ram it down people's throats. Like I did love monster. I'm just want, I guess I've just grown as an artist and I'm a lot more sort of, educated in the industry and I really just want the songs to do the talking but I do feel like I've grown a lot um just as an artist within songwriting within everything really every every part of being an artist Mm. well I suppose that's natural after doing a few years you sort of hone your craft as you said um, so that's uh, exciting, I guess, for, for next year for the album. And um, I saw as well you've recently been in the studio. Well, I say recently. I don't know what that means anymore because everything's closed. But, you know, with <laughs> Ed Sheeran and Diplo and Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins. So is that for the new album or is that um, something unrelated? Um, well, I can't say too much. There's, little, there's a couple little surprises, okay. um, I guess, up my sleeve. But um, obviously I worked with Ed Sheeran um, and that's, you know, something very exciting that I'm looking forward to talking more about. But, um, you know, I've been lucky with getting in the studio and just meeting people like Billy Corgan and Diplo and, um, you know, it's it's such a cool sort of, industry where I'm just I, to be able to be in and out of these studios with these people um is awesome and and sometimes it's for me sometimes it's for them sometimes it's for other artists so um yeah who, who knows in in the future but I've definitely got a few people that um are on my hit list okay for the next one intriguing and um if you're allowed to say anything it's fine if you're not obviously um what can you tell us or your fans about the upcoming album like what can they expect from it you can expect it to be guitar heavy um a lot of acoustic Mm -hmm. that sort of come back into my songwriting everything you know everything on this album was written on acoustic so um like first and it's I, I don't know. I think it's a healthy step from Love Monster, but um, 
maybe maybe some heavier songs, maybe just a lot more, uh, one in particular that I'm a little nervous about. But um, I don't know. I, I feel like I just, people are ready now um, to, to sort of see what I got. I'm kind of like flexing as hard as I possibly can because I feel like your sophomore album is the time to really flex and, and, and show that you're a career artist and, you know, you sort of mean business that, you know, Ed, Ed said to me, he was like, you know, anyone can write a successful, you know, debut album. It's your second one. So, um, you know, after I was started to sweat after he said that, I was like, yeah, well, he's, he's, no he's right. You know? Yeah. No pressure at all. Thank you, Ed. <laughs> but, um, it's true. You need to, this is the time to, to really sort of, um, step up. Okay, well, a great piece of advice. And um, what are you sort of focusing on for the rest of this year? Are you kind of just working away at the album or just looking forward to Christmas now? What are you up to? Well, I'm trying to lay off the booze as much. You know, it's been a really big couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And so the rest of the year I'm looking for a detox centre and um, (laughs) (laughs) maybe a gym. Okay, okay. But um, (laughs) no, everything's kind of done. I guess I'm just like, uh, flirting with some new songs and, you know, my, my album's sort of been sitting there ready ready to, to go and um, we're just uh, getting everything ready for the new year and I'm also just hoping that the world can sort of start. I know you guys are, you know, going through a really rough time and, um, you know, thanks for even taking this ch- this time with me because I know it's super hard for you guys over there. But um, I got nowhere to be, Amy. We- Literally. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we can be some sort of inspiration, um, that it does look like there's some sort of light at the end of the tunnel. Um, but we're all thinking of you guys over here. Oh, thank you so much. Well, I know um, you're doing a lot better over there. I've got friends in Australia and uh, I think she told me earlier this week there's no cases. So that's just absolutely incredible. So we're really thrilled to hear that someone's cracked it at least. So well done, Australia. <laughs> thank you <laughs> you I'll can th- speak on behalf of the country <laughs> yes I think you should I think you absolutely should All right. thanks so much Amy that's fantastic um, I think that's a brilliant night to end on um, thanks so much for taking the time it's been such a pleasure to talk to you so we're looking forward to um, hearing your album next year yeah yeah same I'm looking forward for you to hear it <laughs> awesome. I'll, um, I'll chat to you when it's out okay yeah please do please do alright have a great um, evening and um, I'm going to have a cup of coffee I think my second one yeah, you have a coffee and I'll have a red. That sounds good. <laughs> that sounds excellent. That sounds excellent. It's a bit early for me. I think it would be frowned upon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, people thanks, might talk. <laughs> All right, see ya. All right, thanks. Bye. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.